Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bizarre Bible Babble Podcast. My name is Jerry. My name is Connor. Connor, are you ha- struggling right now? Um, I don't know if struggling is the right word. You know, I feel like because we are recording, because people can actually see us, you're trying to be more funny, more like professional. I'm telling you, dude, too. I'm telling you, I change when a camera is in front of my face. Why? Like, are you trying? It's like, just natural. Are you camera shy? Probably. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys are listening to the podcast and you have no idea what we're talking about, go to our YouTube channel. You can see we us live where we're going to have it by the time this video <laughs> is uploaded. We're going to create one. Right now, we don't have one. But just say hi uh, to the camera, man. Say hi. Hello, uh, <laughs> friends, male and female listeners, non-binary people. Color. I don't know what's wrong, man. I don't feel the energy from you. Like, I feel like you're shy. The cameraman, you know, make the camera your girlfriend. Nope. Make sure you and the camera become one. Okay. Nope. Like, just pretend the camera and you are close. Like, you guys have a relationship. You know, even name it if you want. You know, you can be like, "Hey, uh, Rosa, how you doing?" No, I'm gonna name cool. it Voldemort because that's even worse. Because you're gonna yeah. be scared of Vold- Voldemort. No, I'm not afraid of Voldemort. No, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. We're buddies. So are you on the camera <laughs> friends ready? I didn't say like, me and the camera are friends. I said, but me and Voldemort are friends. No, but I want you to be friends with the camera. I like know. I know you do. Okay. So are we cool? Jerry, I didn't take any acting classes in college like you did, okay? No, I didn't take... Well, I did take, but yeah. still, I'm saying, man, like... Well, that's a lie because you actually came out on a movie that it's okay. on IMDb. Okay, okay, okay. The Legend of Zelda. You can't... You can hardly call it a movie. It's a... Well, it's te- well, hold on. It's technically a movie because my it's friend, on IMDb. My friend had a camera in high school, and we were nerds, and we put something together. Which still looks good, man. I'm saying, like... No. If I think you need to watch the whole thing. <laughs> hey, it's Oscar <laughs> it's season. We need to send it to the Academy for them to a review A lot of it. mistakes in that movie. So you don't feel proud about it? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <sighs> Anyways, sorry for that, guys. But we I do have an IMDb page. Yeah, we're still trying to make sure that Connor becomes one with the camera because that's the way to go, you know? And the reason that we're doing this, Connor, can you explain to us why are we recording today? I mean, it's your idea, <laughs> so I feel like you should be the one explaining why. Yeah, okay, we're okay fine. Today. I'll explain to you guys. Yeah. So the reason take we are. Take credit where credit's due, Jerry. No, I know. Dude, come on. I feel like you. I take credit for your ideas. Okay, I'm just going to lay down back. So. The reason we are recording for you guys is because we want to give you a full view of what the Patreon can offer you. And one of the things that we are going to be offering with this, with one of the uh, memberships, it's YouTube videos that are going to be private for the rest of the world. But if you're paying it, then we are going to offer you like live content where we can s- when where you can see video, live footage of us recording, sitting down, talking with Connor. Connor having a one-on-one one, one moment with the camera. Is that going to happen? It's going to be like both of us, right? Uh, yeah, but I feel like the camera wants to be with <coughs> you right now. That I feel like the camera wants to love you, camera man. camera does not have a feelings or a heart. Dude, don't talk to <laughs> Rosa like that. Rosa has feelings. You Rosa? see, like, she's crying, man. Look at that camera, man. She's crying. I Rosa, I love you. Oh, well, for me, it's Rosa. For you, it's Voldemort. That's fair. Anyways, guys, uh, how you guys doing? Welcome to episode 12 of the Bizarre Bible Babble. Uh, how you doing, Connor? How you feeling today? I feel pretty good. I uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I haven't had a day off in a while. So. I know, man. Hey, we just got from camp. So yeah. last week we talked about that on the podcast. It's been busy. Uh, then you went right straight to work. Yeah. And you're the youth director at this church. So, man, yeah. that is crazy. How s- speed ahead, man. Like, what's your what's your trick, man? Like, what's how do you survive? Um, lots of caffeine. Uh, Shout lo- out to lots coffee. of video games. Uh, lots of time with my wife and my cats hanging out. And lots chilling. of uh, candy. Yeah, yeah. Shut lots up. of yeah. Just not the healthiest lifestyle. Being a youth pastor, y'all know that. If you know you've ever done it before. Yeah. It's a pretty crazy, pretty crazy life a crazy life man but yeah. hey we are doing this because we are here to serve god right <coughs> oh yeah no way cool <laughs> anyways <laughs> uh today we are starting our brand new series that jerry doesn't know the name of yet because he hasn't <laughs> yeah. read the notes the chosen family yeah can you give us like a sneak peek like a trailer uh basically we're going to be talking about the next like generation after abraham and sarah um so we're going to be talking about isaac we're going to be um, talking about Ishmael and sort of their, I guess they're sort of like their origin stories mm-hmm. um, because out of both Isaac and Ishmael, God blesses their descendants and um, creates great nations out of both of those family lines. Okay, cool. So uh, pretty important to know the backstory of uh, Isaac and Ishmael before reading more of the Old Testament. I agree. Yeah, and we just finished a series called uh, the Chronicles of Lot, which, in my opinion, we should have called it the Chronicles of Abraham. I know. Because yeah. we basically talk of Abraham. But, um, yeah, we finished that series. If you guys want to listen to it, there's five episodes, I believe. Yeah, four or five. five yeah, four or five. Uh, go check it out. Go see it. Listen to it. Uh, but, yeah, we're launching the Chosen Family. Dude, I still don't get it, man. <laughs> but it's cool, man. That's what I'm telling you. It's because Jerry doesn't read the notes. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's hard. I'm just saying, like, it's hard to read I mean, notes. you're a very visual person. You yeah. Know, so, I know. go. It's got to be exciting for you. You know, I, I know the camera cannot see that, and we're not going to make it happen, but we have here a painting that, here's the funny part about that. Dude, you're I, breaking the fourth wall or whatever of yeah. the video world. I know. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's the fourth wall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I keep telling Frank to hang it, and I put those things, like, those tape on the, on the top. Mm, oh yeah and i keep telling him to hang it but he forgets about it yeah so now i have it like right because your office is in the middle of nowhere so yeah because nobody wants to come here nobody comes around here which is a good thing i mean i have my own my own space here where we are recording so this is part of my office guys if you don't know we have a a green screen but you don't know because (laughs) i have no idea what we put in the background but (laughs) yeah this is what we put in the background cool and his shirt is also green so he might blend in with the yeah so (laughs) cool Imagine the other part of your body becomes like, <laughs> so it's just your head floating yeah. in the screen. I that would actually be What's awesome. What's up, bro? That Anyways, would be hilarious. Uh, so, with that being said, the Bible is weird. So, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. All right, uh, we're going to be starting in Genesis chapter twenty-one and. Um, and then we're going to be reading through to verse 21. So chapter 21, starting in verse 1, all the way through verse 21. I Let's go. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Come on. <coughs> hey, is Jeff ready? Oh, Jeff's not here. He took oh, a sick he, day. He's still in Hawaii? Or he came back? Uh, he came back, but he took a, he took a sick day. 
So we're going to have to, you know, have a talk about, I mean, come on. Should we fire him already? Vacation and then a sick day. Yeah, I don't, th- hey, I think Jeff. I mean, now he's just taking advantage of our, of our generosity, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I think Jeff has to go, man. <laughs> we I may have to fire that. our intern. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Jeff, I hope you're not listening to this episode. <laughs> Let's go ahead and read Genesis chapter 21. Um, the title of this passage is The Birth of Isaac, and it says, The Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord uh, did to Sarah as he had promised. And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham called the name of the son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore him, Isaac. And Abraham circum- circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. And she said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in this old age. And the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham had made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. But Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, um, whom she born, had borne to Abraham, laughing. So she said to Abraham, Cast out this slave woman with her son, for the son uh, of this slave woman shall not be heir with my son Isaac. And the thing was very displeasing to Abraham on account of his son, but God said to Abraham, Be not displeased because of the boy and because of your slave woman. Whatever Sarah says to you, do as she tells you. For though Isaac shall be your, for through Isaac, sorry, shall your offspring be named. And I will make a nation of the son of the slave woman also, because he is your offering. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, along with the child, and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the child under one of the bushes. Then she went and sat down opposite him a good way off, about the distance of a bow shot. For she said, Let me not look on the death of my child. And as she sat opposite him, she lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Up, lift up the boy, and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she, was, and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy, and he grew up. He lived in the wilderness and became an expert with the bow. He lived in the wilderness with, uh, of Paran, and his mother uh, took a wife. And, and wow, that was a weird verse. He lived in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for for him from the land of Egypt. Wow! Thank you, Connor, for reading that. That was tough. We need wow. Jeff back. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, we need you. Please come back. <laughs> uh, no, I really think this was an interesting part of the whole story of Abraham. Because here you see that his story kind of breaks down into two paths, where we have Isaac and we have Hagar's son. Yeah. So we have two two generations, but but God separates that generation where he's a promised generation versus kind of like the mistake still chosen generation, you know? Right, right. Yeah, and, and we see later on through the passage that, like, simply because Ishmael came from the line of Abraham... Mm-hmm that God still honored that name. You know? Exactly, yeah. Um, and since Hagar was his mother, um, like his birth mother, he still protected both Hagar and Ishmael mm-hmm. because, you know, he blessed 
them when Sarah came to her and was like, hey, I want you to have, you know, bear a child from Abraham. Yeah. And so we see that, like, later on, uh, there, there, I guess, I get, I don't know if I would say consequences, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's a consequence of what they did with Hagar and Abraham, but I think it's more of just, like, who Ishmael was becoming. Yeah. Rather mm-hmm. than a consequence of, like, what they had done previously, because mm-hmm. that's also kind of one of the underlying thoughts and sort of like conspiracies of like is uh, was it um was it a sin for hagar and abraham to have ishmael together hmm. you know was that a sin but we we read earlier and we heard in, in a previous episode um that god actually did bless that moment yeah, he for, and, and he gave you know the thumbs up for them for that to happen yeah i think even in today's society because it might look for you and me that we live in 2020 it might look like as a wrong thing to do like mm-hmm. hey uh, you have a wife but she cannot give you a child so you go with somebody else like your mistress like your mistress or yeah or you wh- whoever works for you and you do this like you have a child with that person i think it looks wrong in, the, in today's society but back then i think god allowed this because even though it was not the right thing to do it was still in his plans you know mm-hmm. yeah. so Interesting, yeah. man. Um, yeah. Pretty I just want to say something real quick inter- about this verse. I think the the verse that really stood up for me the most was Genesis 21, verse 20. Mm-hmm. And kind of 21 to where she says, where the Bible says, God was with the boy as he grew up. Mm-hmm. He lived in the desert and learned to shoot a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. 21, while he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. Mm-hmm. You know, here we see is that as you were saying, like he, even though this was not the chosen child, God is still bless him and God is still protect him mm-hmm. and God is still was with him always and he blessed him in a way. Yeah. You know, so. Just not the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. how do we start this? Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, foundational work here with Ishmael and Isaac moving forward in uh, the book of Genesis and just the Old Testament in general. Um, a lot of there's a lot of speculation as to which nations um, descended from what side of the family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously, uh, it's pretty well documented through history and stuff that, that the Jewish people descended from Abraham and Isaac, mm-hmm. Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac. Um, but then there's also speculation that, um, like, the Arabic uh, nation kind of came from. Um, the line of Ishmael and Hagar. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of back and forth on that because, like, um, the original place where Hagar and uh, Ishmael ended up kind of settling down, um, and then Ishmael started his family, uh, is not anywhere near where the current like Islamic, you know, people group are right now, and and so, um. That's not where Muhammad and uh, other prophets from the Quran and stuff trace back their lineage yeah. to. And so it's really interesting to kind of figure out, okay, well, what's what's true here? Uh, did that people group come from um, Ishmael and uh, Hagar, essentially? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the thing that I also find really interesting about this is uh, the number 12 seems to really have a lot of significance in the Bible. Yeah. Because uh, through Isaac, he births 12 
sons, yeah, we, which creates the 12 tribes of Israel, of Israel. And then Hagar also births 12 sons, which births the 12 families or, you know, of, of that nation. I don't know. But like the number 12 is so specific and so, and so. Well, I could be wrong. Sorry. I, I could be wrong right here. So correct me if I'm wrong. I think uh, Hagar's lineage kind of went all over the world. Okay. And they can, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not sure 100%, mm-hmm. but I kind of like have this thought that maybe that's what happened. Okay. So what do you I mean right? by that? Am I right? Well, what do you mean by that? No, like, okay. So you know how you're saying like, so we have the, the 12, uh, 12 kids of uh, Isaac, mm-hmm. which becomes the, the tribe of Israel. Mm-hmm. And then we have those 12 kids you were saying that Hagar had. Mm-hmm. Like No, so Hagar had Ishmael. And oh, Ishmael. Ishmael had 12, 12 kids. Okay, so those 12 kids. Yeah. So Isaac had 12 and then Ishmael had 12. So what happened to the brothers? So what happened to the 12 kids of Ishmael? That's what... We don't know. I mean, I mean, we know it, but like, it's not as well documented as as, as like Israel, as yeah. Isaac's history. Okay. Not to knock on Ishmael or any of that stuff, but like, it just either it's you know secrecy or not open to the public or whatever. But like uh, Israel's ancient documents kind of yeah fall in yeah. line. With They're more strong than the other one. Yeah, in a sense. But okay. uh, so there's not. There's not as much historical evidence, context, and evidence as like what happened to Ishmael and his descendants over, and that can mean a lot of things. It can mean they were conquered by another nation, you know, because like what would happen in back in the day, especially with like Babylon and Assyria and stuff like that, is is they would go and conquer these other smaller nations and take them over, and then just destroy all the historical artifacts and you know monuments and idols and stuff of that nation Mm -hmm. and then force them to become a part of their nation and so that could be part of what happened uh maybe they got overtaken or something like that um if they were arabic or islamic i don't think that that's what happened okay because we see that that's not the case uh through their through their history they became a strong nation but yeah there's just a lot of there's no there's no definitive scriptural proof that it's one way or the other. Okay. So it's open for debate is all I'm saying. Yeah. What if we hey, what line. if we are part of Ishmael's lineage? Well, I was reading like it was really weird cuz like I was reading this this was really interesting cuz I didn't think I just kind of expected this to be sort of like a boring like historical like here is the families and all these names of boring people. Like mm-hmm. I kind of expected it to be one of those verses like something you would find in like numbers or you know mm-hmm. what I mean uh, something kind of boring and so like but then I did this research on this open forum um, of this article that this this lady wrote, and it was a really well-written article, and the people were commenting on it of, like, where, I want to know, is there, like, is there are there historical documents of Jewish people descending from Isaac and Islamic slash Arabic people descending from Ishmael? Like, mm. is there historical documents proving both things? And the hard thing is that they're, like, ancient civilizations yeah. right so their like form of documentation was so different than our form of documentation even in as recent years as like the 1800s or the 1900s like when we started documenting things a lot more but like their form of keeping track of everything was so different because they didn't have the resources that we have yeah. so we got to think of it in that context too of like 
you know, a lot of the documentation that we have at times is purely like hypothetical or historical research and, you know, but it, it takes a while to find those original documents and manuscripts and, yeah. you know, uh, maybe, maybe there are people groups who still have original historical documents and manuscripts of like, you know, Isaac's lineage or Ishmael's lineage, you know, maybe there are uh, long time uh, descendants that still hold those things, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That could be possible. Mm-hmm. And, and so it just kind of opened this whole, like almost like Indiana Jones type, like yeah. Assassin's Creed type <laughs> thing of like, man, we got to like recover the, you know, ancient historical evidence of Ishmael and his family. Cause it's like, such a mystery of like who descended from Ishmael. And then later on after this passage or even within chapter 21 and starting in 22, they sort of talk about the Philistines a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And they said that the Philistines come years, like uh, generations after uh, Ishmael. Uh, Well, like, yeah, kind of like, so like within like the generations of Ishmael's kids. So it could be that some of them went to the Philistines. Well, I mean that. I mean, there's just this gap between yeah. like the verse, the the um, uh, the chapters of like, hey, this happened, cool, great, you know, like, end of chapter, <laughs> and now the Philistines, like, Th- oh, that's okay. what hey, that's, that's kind of a gap there. Like that's why I always. 50 years. That's why I always tell you the Bible is weird, man. I know. And that's why we're talking about. There's it. like, <laughs> dude. There's like missing, like, yeah. and I'm not saying like the Bible is inaccurate or it's not. Like that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, it not. There's stuff. We have to keep the Bible as the central source of truth. Yeah. But there's other resources that we can also use. Yeah. To help us validate what is in the Bible. No. Yeah. And I feel right? like when. when he, I feel like when it comes to these cases where we have like so much history, mm-hmm. I think as you're saying, we can go like, okay, we are reading the Bible, see what's happening right here. But then we can go look to another book, for example, like the history of the Philistines, for example. Yeah, I'm just saying, exactly. I don't know if that exists, but I'm, I'm just it saying like something does. that gives you more detail, more context of that is special. Yeah, thing, exactly. You know? Um, because there are people who like have degrees and are you know doctorates and stuff yeah. and PhDs who like their specific life is wrapped around like studying that one very like specific topic exactly. and thing, you know. Um, so anyway, but yeah, that that's just kind of like it's a very important subject because it now it starts this new wave of generation and new wave of of people. Um, for that, that kind of like the Old Testament in some ways revolves around, so to speak, more so, or less. So let's talk about some something else. Let's talk about Sarah. Yeah. You know, let's let's for a moment get into her shoes. Why did she want Ishmael? She wasn't wearing shoes. <laughs> okay. Let's get into her sandals. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Why did she want Ishmael and Hagar gone? Why, was she a jealous wife? Was she mad? Or was she like, I don't want to see you because you remember me of something that happened that I allowed to happen. The text kind of reads like that, doesn't it? It kind of sounds like Sarah is is mad at Hagar, which is really odd. And I and I understand it. But the odd thing to me is Sarah approached Hagar. Yeah. And told her to do this. And now she's mad at Hagar and her son. But I don't think it's I don't think it's 
just that. I think that's that's probably part of it. Maybe that's where the root of it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe she is jealous. Maybe she is angry. There's a little bit of pride in her. Uh, you know, it's it, her husband had a kid. She allowed her husband to have a kid with somebody else. Maybe there's regret. Remorse. I was gonna say that. Yeah, I think most of, mostly like at least for example, like I'm putting myself in her sandals. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Man? Nice. Um, I think it's mostly like uh, she knows that it was her moment of weakness that moment that she allowed right. that to happen La a lack of faith almost right yeah and i feel like she was in a way kind of doubting saying okay i'm gonna allow my husband to go with hagar and uh, maybe nothing happens so cool no, there's not gonna be like a there's not gonna be like no, nothing is gonna happen like she's she's just gonna stay the same but then she sees that ishmael is born and mm -hmm. she's like oh my god okay what's gonna happen here you know ishmael is not my son but god says that he's gonna bless uh, the first son in a way yeah so what is this kid gonna steal everything that i kind of like build with abraham yeah you know i think that's kind of like i'm just thinking about a movie where you know like the traditional like you have the king then you have the queen but then the king has like a, a kid with a mistress yeah yeah and then he kind of like tries to fight yeah so i think kind of like that's my my imagination right now going on but i know maybe that's what we're trying to uncover right now with yeah. real facts so it's just the weirdest thing about about this story is that by by our perspective and not God's perspective, she would kind of be viewed as like a mistress, right? Mm -hmm. Or a concubine is what they would call it kind of in that time period because she was a slave, yeah, right? And so she would have been viewed as a Abraham's concubine. Hmm. Okay. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it was just odd that like God gave the thumbs up for. It just shows that He had to, like you said, He had to have some grandmaster plan yeah. for why that needed to be done, because by all other accounts, right? It just it seems like it's sin. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's married to Sarah, mm -hmm. that's his wife, and in the covenant of marriage, like you know the sexual relations happen between your husband, husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that God seemed to intend it, or that's what we've been taught. Right. Yeah. So it just seems odd and it seems sort of backwards in a way mm -hmm. of like, wow, God, like not only was like, okay with this happening, but directly spoke to them and said, Hey, go through with it. Yeah. And so it's just, it's, it's unique and strange. And you don't see that happening and like you don't necessarily see that happening in other instances as far as extramarital mm -hmm. sexual relations in the bible where god says hey that's okay yeah you know you don't see god coming down and speaking to that person saying you know hey i think it's okay for you to yeah. have this uh you know like a, a wife on the side of your wife yeah. well you gotta also think that back then it was okay to have like multiple wives Right, that's yeah. There, it was different, so that's that could be part of it. But I think the reason why, the main reason why Sarah wanted Ishmael and Hagar gone, is because she started becoming very. She, she started becoming more like a mother and becoming more protective, yeah, over Isaac. And when that happens, now Ishmael all of a sudden uh, has rights to Abraham's. Uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Inheritance. Yeah, inheritance. So, like, and Abraham dies. 
then he would give his descendants his yeah. inheritance, and his two descendants are Ishmael and Isaac. And so now, all of a sudden, Hagar's thinking, putting ourselves in Hagar's shoes, the main thing that she's thinking sandals. is... Sandals. Sandals. <laughs> my bad. She's thinking, oh, did it, like, oh, crap, oh, dang. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my our one and only son that we had together has to share his inheritance with Ishmael, who was born through Abraham and Hagar. Yeah. And so maybe part of it, too, was to try to protect Isaac. That's and true, And say, yeah. like, I don't want Isaac to know that we did this. Yeah. This was something, this was a weak moment of ours, like you said earlier. I don't want, a, I don't want Isaac to have to learn that. He's like, he's going to come to you and be like, I want to protect Mom, him. Mom, Dad, why is this kid my brother? Yeah. I thought you were my mom. And why is this, like, Lady Hagar always around? <laughs> like, what's, <laughs> up, what's up? Yeah. No, but, um, you know, I think kind of uh, thinking, like, as you were talking, I would have done things like this. I would have been like, okay, Hagar, you want to have a really nice romantic night with my husband? Here, sign this paper. <laughs> if something happens, you can have the kid, but the kid won't have anything any rights he would probably ca- he can get the name of abraham whatever his last name but that's it forget about the money forget about everything that's for my kid yeah and then sign the paper yeah it's i just don't know man it's uh, just yeah, complicated it's unique. yeah yeah i mean another part of it too is that she kind of tried to use the thought process of she didn't see Ab- uh, ishmael as as somebody who was growing into a uh, a man that was following god faithfully uh, it said, um, if you read in the original Hebrew, not necessarily in the English translation, but in the ri- original Hebrew, um, the word mock, uh, mocking is um, basically translated as uh, a, a word um, that often refers to uh, idolatry, um, illicit relations, and even murder. Um, so all of those words have the same root word in the Hebrew as what mocking is so she in wanted English. To kill them. No, she, no, no, no. What it's saying, she's saying that because what happened in the text is Ishmael was mocking Isaac oh. and Sarah and, and, uh, Sarah didn't like that. Okay. And so she was saying they need to go away. But the Hebrew word for that means something different. So, like, in our English translation, it says mocking, but in the Hebrew, it would have meant something deeper as, like, you know, worshiping idols. So, you know, think about about it in the way of mocking God. When you mock God, you'll worship a pagan God, or you'll worship the devil, or you'll worship, you know, some, like, the, just something that goes against God, Mm -hmm. essentially, right? Um, And we see... (sighs) We see uh, this description linked to Ishmael's character. Interesting. And so she kind of uses that as leverage with Abraham to say, hey, this is what's happening. We need them gone. He's not going to, he doesn't deserve your inheritance. Huh. Right? Um, how would you feel like, how would you feel if you were Ishmael and you kind of have like this, um, like you were able to think and actually see what's happening around you? Like, what's what's going to be your first thought if you see, like, your dad, your mom, and, in a way, your stepmom kind of, like, arguing about your future? Like, what would you say to them? Yeah, that would be, like, a really confusing family dynamic. 
No, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because like all three of them, Hagar, his mom, and then Sarah, who's technically his stepmom and his owner, because they're yeah. So like the other way that it was described is that Ishmael is a descendant of Hagar, who's a slave, mm-hmm. and so now Hagar is born into a slave-owned family. So Hagar, uh, Ishmael is now a slave. Yeah. So Sarah is the owner of Ish. So, you know, there's that piece there, that piece of their relationship too, where to me, it it wouldn't necessarily feel so much as like a family. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like my loyalty as a son would probably be more towards Hagar than anybody else. I agree. Because that's his birth mom. Yeah. And so I think above Sarah, above above Abraham, I mean, Abraham's his father, so he probably had loyalty to Abraham. Mm-hmm. But I think above else, the loyalty would be to Hagar. Oh, yeah. And I mean, so I think that that's where it would be like, hey, I'm just going following with my mom. And yeah. now, you know, my dad abandoned me, and that's awful. But, that's you know, you're, at, and at that point, he said he was, I think he said he was 14, 13 or 14. Yeah. And, so in, that, and in that time period, he's not a boy anymore. He's an There's adult. There's no, no such thing as being a teenager back yeah. in the ancient uh, civilizations. W- weren't you supposed to be like 13 years old and that's when you were considered an adult? Each each culture is different, but typically what you see, especially in Jewish cultures, it's I think around ten, uh, 12, between 12 and 14, mm-hmm. somewhere between there. And it might be different for guys and girls. I don't know. But between 12 and 14, you're sort of seen as an adult now. Interesting. Not a teenager. You're now an adult. Your responsibilities are going to be different. You're expected to work. You're expected to um, do these, have more um, adult responsibilities. Yeah. And in culture, you're basically seen as a grown-up. So it's different. Um, And so by all accounts, um, you know, he's basically a young adult. Yeah. Right? He was going to the young adults group, man. Yeah. He's in college. (laughs) He's in college. He's he's a... I, I don't know. I Anyways. don't think they had college back then, but you get the idea. Probably working. But, uh, you know, or just figuring out what his skills were and stuff. Um, which is actually cool because one of his skills, I really used to love doing archery as a kid. Yeah. Um, and it was something that I would do in my backyard. I had like a little hay stack set up and my friends and I would do some archery stuff. In were you backyard. good at it? Huh? Were you good at it? I got, all, I got pretty good at it. And yeah, yeah I still... I just still know how to do it. It's like riding a bike. You don't forget how yeah. to do it. Here's the fun thing. I would I would always make like uh, my bows uh-huh. out of like uh, palm trees. Like, like you know, like oh, when, nice. they, when they fall, they they become super like strong. I heard they were really good material. Yeah. For so like I would like cut the like both of the edges oh, and cool. I would like stand it and then I would just put like a, a, a string. Yeah, a string. And I would just like dang, shoot. that's pretty cool. It was good actually. It was like not yeah, that bad. Yeah, I heard bad. they're not bad. Bo- uh, uh, bamboo is good wood for. Oh that. yeah, bamboo. Yeah, I, it, yeah, it bends and. Yeah. Should we try it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just gotta Let find us know, it. guys. Let us know. Just got to find it. We <laughs> can make it. What is make the best video? wood for a bow and arrow? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder what kind of wood they would be using for that. That would be interesting. But yeah, it, it says later in uh, the cool thing, what you said earlier in verse 20 and 21, uh-huh. how it said like God was with him yeah. and he grew into, you know, a good, basically a, a good godly man. Yeah. Um, and he even said like he learned how to be incredibly good with a bow and arrow. So maybe green he arrow, was dude. known for that then in his adulthood. He was a green arrow, man. He was the green arrow. Yeah. 
That's the, the very first Green Arrow, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the biggest debate here that we just kind of we kind of unpacked it earlier, but of course the biggest debate in this chapter is who came from what lineage, um, and so like we just talked about before, it's pretty well known and well accepted that the Jewish nation came from um, Isaac and his descendants, and then uh, it's it's becoming somewhat of a of a back and forth debate as whether the Islamic nation became uh, came from Ishmael. Yeah. And so, you know, Muhammad has, has kind of traced things back to say that, but um, there are other people who have speculated uh, that it's not, it's not clearly stated yeah. in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what gets me the most as a Christian who views that the Bible is kind of the central source of truth um, that we get from God. I have to fall in line with like what does the Bible tell me in that instance unless yeah. there's just um, glaringly a glaring stack of historical and archaeological evidence that points to the idea that Ishmael and his descendants um, birthed the nation of Islam. And yeah, yeah, huh? And just that kind of. I think it'll be interesting life. if we get deeper into that. Maybe like for the next episode or for two episodes, we can know more about it. Just to kind of like tell them, hey, uh, this is what historians have discovered. That mm-hmm. maybe the 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 Islam people came from this lineage, mm-hmm. or who actually came from the lineage. You know. Well, I got I did so I did do a, some light research on on Ishmael's family. It's it's pretty well documented and well accepted that Jewish people came from Isaac. So that's not really an issue. Yeah. The real issue is Ishmael and that's where the mystery lies. And, and there's a quote from a website called Bibleinfo.com that says, although the Bible doesn't specifically say when Islam began, let's explore the following. The descendants of Ishmael and the other sons of Abraham through Keturah were given the Eastern country and are referred to as the children or people of the East. They uh, are progenitor, progenitors of the Arabs. Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, traces the starting of his lineage back to Ishmael through his firstborn son, uh, Nebaioth. I don't know if I pronounced that right. It's in the Bible, the Torah, Genesis chapter 25, uh, verse 6 and 12 through 18, where it says, But the sons of his concubines, Abraham, gave gifts. And while he was still living, he sent them away from his son Isaac, eastward to the east country. Um, these are the descendants of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's maid, bore to Abraham. Th- uh, these are the names of the sons of Ishmael, named in the order of their birth. Um, Nebaioth, the firstborn of Ishmael, Kedar, Abdeel, uh, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tamah, Jatur, Nafish, and Kedema. So those were the uh, 12 um, names of his sons. Okay. And then, um, so that that's in favor of of the Islam, Arab, Arabic kind of uh, uh, people group coming from Ishmael. Mm-hmm. So here is in, uh, I guess, support of that not being true. Yeah. Um, so this quote says, according to the Holy Bible, Ishmael settled in Paran and married an Egyptian from whom he had 12 sons. The Holy Bible locates Paran near Israel or Canaan um, and Egypt, south of Judah. 
Mm. Um, unless Muslims want to claim that Moses and the Israelites traveled from Sinai all the way to Mecca, um, which is now in Saudi Arabia, um, and back during their 40-year desert wandering, it becomes quite evident that Paran is nowhere near Mecca. So that's in strong uh, defiancy of Ishmael fathering the nation of yeah. Islam. Huh. And so that's kind of where the rubber meets the road because um, <coughs> as history unfolds, as the Old Testament uh, continues after this, Ishmael and his family are are sort of like mentioned and brought up, but in a nut, you know, in the grand scheme of the Old Testament, they're not talked about very much after this. Yeah. Right. Um, in some ways, they're a little bit pushed to the side or forgotten because God is is choosing to use the people of Israel, uh, Isaac's descendants, um, and Abraham's descendants through Isaac. Uh, he's choosing to talk about the narrative of that people group yeah you know I, I don't know like i think it's interesting how how kind of going forward and i think it could be a spoiler in a way that how the chosen people god chose them but they did not choose god you know when yeah when when jesus came to this world absolutely as the messiah they did not chose him mm -hmm. in a way or they did not accept him or recognize him as the messiah right so these people that were with god since the beginning were not able to recognize him and that's mm -hmm. when you know like the gospel became available to all these people mm. and that's how i can see like kind of like that's why here we we see like kind of like the history broke into two paths the path of the chosen people and the path of the no chosen people but still chosen people mm -hmm. because I feel we go into that category of being you know because the chosen didn't take me we are now the whole gospel can be for everybody right you know so I think right. that was needed to happen for us to receive you know <clears throat> the gospel yeah maybe and maybe that was part of the plan that the could whole allow time you. and it's not even necessarily like Yeah, I think what's really unique about choosing a certain people group mm -hmm. isn't even contingent on God knowing that they were going to be 100% faithful to him. Mm -hmm. It's more so that, like, their hearts lined up with God's heart. Okay, you know? yeah. Um, because, yeah, Noah and his family, which is where all these people descended from, essentially, because yeah. they were the ones who survived the flood. Yeah. But Noah and his family, um, we don't know what, what his family was like. We just yeah. hear that Noah was a very faithful man, mm -hmm. right? But, and you're hoping and assuming that Noah is um, passing those things down to his children of what it means to follow God, what it means to be faithful, um, what it means to uh, believe in God and all that stuff. And you're, you're hoping that he's passing those truths down to his children, mm -hmm. but they didn't have the Torah back then they didn't have the bible they didn't have yeah. those things to look back to their their direct connection with god was much more accessible because they didn't have scripture they didn't have the holy spirit in the way that we do in do the we? way that we interact with god today in 2020 and so the way that god interacts with his people throughout history is so much different and i think that we see 
um, less and less of God interacting with his people like he did in scripture. Yeah. And that it plays a huge part in, um, I think that plays a huge part in the lack of, I guess I'll just say the lack of faith from yeah, the Jewish people when Jesus was on earth. Yeah, I think I think uh, I always remember like one of the phrases that God, that Jesus said when he was here on earth, you know, bless, bless are those who believe because they haven't seen. And I think that's really important because saying, hey, there's going to be a moment where basically God will not speak as he's speaking to his people yeah. where you can hear the, God's voice like super clear and you can even say, hey, God, that's you. But right now we are living in a time that we might not hear it clear. Like mm -hmm. God still talks, communicates to us, Absolutely. but in different ways. But because but we are believing by faith because we are believing that God is God of, and we see all these things in the Bible. We study them and that's why we believe. But we don't believe because we are seeing or because God is speaking to us in like this supernatural way, you know? And we're also more on the outside looking in after seeing some of the results of God's grand plan, right? To have his son come down and die on the cross for our sins. They didn't know, not that it, that wasn't really a part of, that wasn't communicated as part of the plan yet, I agree. is the best way to say that. God had that plan in his mind ready to go, but the people weren't ready to hear that yet. Or we're in a need that didn't start coming till the prophets, right? To like Isaiah, Jeremiah, yeah, like later Ezekiel, on, yeah. like that that kind of communication about somebody coming, a Messiah coming to save Israel and the Jewish people, um, that didn't start coming until later See, on. See, and that's also something that I'm saying. Like, like I found really interesting is that they had so much time before Jesus came to Earth, hundred to kind of like. Yeah see like recognize who the messiah is gonna be mm -hmm. um, still like i mean in a way i'm thankful they didn't recognize him because we are now because of that we are able to see to be part of the kingdom again mm -hmm. but again i'm saying like hey if you had so many signs from god clearly like through prophets through signs mm -hmm. through stuff like that that somebody like the messiah was gonna come to you and then he comes and you don't recognize him right that's kind of interesting and i think that's kind of interesting like that's kind of where the Messiah, the TV show on Netflix, goes with. Mm. I mean, that's I don't believe that TV show, and I, rec I don't recommend you watching it if you don't know, like, the truth, like, everything. But I'll, re I'll recommend it as a way of, hey, what if Jesus came into this world mm -hmm. and we were, like, the Jewish like the Jewish people? Like, you know, we yeah. don't re really recognize him. We have these people, followers, that actually some of them really want to follow him because they mm. believe in him but there's some people that follow him because they want him to fail so they can hurt him yeah and that's kind of what jesus happened too but all i'm saying is that's a really good show if you guys want to see how would today's world react if jesus came and right. we were like the jewish and not recognize him yeah and i want to make a quick pause because my my computer is going to die right now oh no yeah. not the computer i just got a bunch of texts your fart? What are you doing, Jerry? Drink some water. Drink some water. What's wrong with your stomach, bro?
Oh, just my friend texted me about his bachelor party. Uh, yeah, in a couple months. <laughs> yeah, they're recording, Jerry. <laughs> Come on, dude. You have a lot of editing now. I don't know. It's all right. Yeah, we totally are. I told you it would happen. Hello, hello. Hey, so we are oh, at. I've been recording that whole. God, Jerry. Yeah, I don't want to make cuts right now. Oh I'll make a big cut later. You're going to have to cut so much because I was talking into the microphone. Hello. Okay, okay here we will start. Let's go. Well, now you just ruined the start. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, hey, just kind of like thinking, like, let's move a little faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, let's oh. jump. We're pretty much done. Oh, oh, oh cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, the, the, I guess the biggest thing. Uh, to sort of well, uh, rap. No, Come on, bro. Yeah, Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Con. I'll restart that. So Jerry has some more editing to do. Okay, oh. here we go. Um, two things I want to point out here. The first thing is that God loves us and notices that the pain that we're going through. We see that later on in the story as Hagar and Ishmael have to journey out into the desert, which is a very big uh crazy struggle uh, especially in that time period and when they see desert they mean desert like 120 degrees oh yeah scorching desert mm -hmm. i'm talking sandstorms i'm talking you know no water for like hundreds of miles potentially um poisonous reptiles Snakes. and spiders scorpions and scorpions and yeah uh just the wilderness people the wild they're out there and uh, we don't really know necessarily how, how far they were uh, needing to travel, mm -hmm. but they get to a point in their travel, and all they're, all they're provided with is, is a, uh, a wineskin full of uh, water, you know? That's uh, what you need, And maybe man. a little bit of food, like some bread and stuff or something. So, like, they're traveling the desert, and um, Hagar and Ishmael are out of water now, and they're probably in the middle of the desert, and there's this tree or bush in some... Um, translations and so she places her son um, in the shade of the tree or the plant mm -hmm. so that he doesn't you know die from the heat and die from dehydration and then she's just they're both just kind of like crying out to God and she, she has to go far off in the distance because she's in so much pain for having to kind of basically set her son down to, to die mm -hmm. and that's her thought process is we're out of water they're probably out of food they've been traveling for days um, and they're in the scorching desert heat. You know, they're going to die. And then God hears their cries. Mm -hmm. And in 17, it says, God heard the boy crying, and the angel called to Hagar 
from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Another reminder, hey, God is faithful. Yeah. You know, he's going to take you through hard things, but we can go through hard things. Yeah. I think part of the misconception, the big misconception that Christians give off about following God is that once you follow God, your life is perfect. Oh. Um, and it's a lifelong journey. Yeah. It's never going to be perfect. No. Your life's going to be better. Yeah. But it's not going to be it's not going to be better necessarily circumstantially, mm-hmm. but it's going to be better because you have um, you have Jesus Christ in your life. Yeah. You know, it's not even necessarily that we benefit from all these things and God blesses us and we're going to get a new car and a new house and a new, you know, family or something like, no, that's not what it's saying. It's saying that, that you're now going to have God that you're able to rely on within the struggle, within Mm -hmm. the hard times and the good times. You have that God, uh, the one true God to fall back on. I think that the main issue here is that there are churches that actually preached exactly. that a message where it's like, hey, you are cre- you, you take God as your savior. Your life will be perfect. I'm like, that's, that's cheap, the that's biggest gospel. Yeah, no, the thing is, there are thousands, thousands of people following those places. Oh, and yeah. that's when they're getting disappointed because they're like, hey, I'm going to this church. They're telling me my life is going to be good. I'm going to have my new, a new car, a new Ferrari. I'm going to have uh, a mansion. I'm going to have be traveling all over the place. And then that doesn't happen yeah and they're like hey so what happened god exactly and i'm like hey guys i think that was your biggest mistake because first of all you were not getting informed in the bible like you were not going back to the beginning like hey read the bible open the book don't just let the man that isn't standing in front of you preach to you and that's the truth you know because he could be wrong i think that's something that you tell your students connor like don't just listen to me always like go read the bible you know Mm -hmm. because that's the main thing the bible is the truth God is the truth, the way, and life, you know? Yeah. So I think essentially we got to go back to where everything started, the Bible, you know? Like exactly. If we want to know the truth, let's go back there. Exactly. And speaking of the power of God and, and the power of Scripture for us now um, is that God has the power to change people. And we yeah. see that God changed Ishmael, that before he was this, you know, what we view as a 14-year-old kid, but he's in that culture he's seen as a young adult. And he's mocking God. He's mocking Isaac. He's mocking essentially Abraham and his family and what they believe in. Um, and he's becoming this kid, this this man, this young man who is not um, following God's ways faithfully. Um, and then God kind of intervenes in his life and changes uh, Ishmael's heart. In verse 20, it says, God was with the boys he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. So instead of simply ignoring him, which is what it seems like from our perspective as we read the Old Testament from here on out, because it very much so focuses on Israel and the story of uh, God's people, the Jewish nation, um, and that's who God chooses to write his his story through and um, the people he chooses to follow. But that's not saying that that's the only people group that God chooses to bless. Exactly. Because now there's Hagar and Ishmael and that family who are, yes, still descendants of Abraham, but he chooses to bless them. And God is faithful and he honors his word. Um, and that's what, something that we can always count on. So instead of simply ignoring Ishmael and his family, it comes full circle and God says, not only am I uh, not going to ignore you, but in fact, I'm still going to provide for you and I'm still going to bless you. In the moment of life, literally life or death, they were, uh, 
they were completely out of water. They were dehydrating in the desert, in the scorching heat of the desert. The sun was probably beating down on their faces, which is why they had to find yeah. shade under the tree or the bush or whatever. And an angel comes to them and then provides a well of water yeah. for them to refill. And then just another imagery of God. You see oftentimes in the New Testament that God kind of comes back to this. Jesus comes back to this teaching, this analogy of God being living water. Amen. Right? And so this well of living water springs up by the power of God in the middle of the desert mm-hmm. and provides the sustainability um, and the and the hydration for Ishmael and Hagar to survive the journey in the desert. I like that. No, and I think uh, just kind of like to finish what you were saying, Connor, I think God never leaves us. You know, he allows us to go through the storm mm-hmm. or through the desert, but he will never leave us. You know, sometimes yeah. the desert will show us our weakness yeah. because that's when God wants to first, yeah, as I was saying, like show us our weakness, but also make it a, make our weakness our strength, you know. Yeah. And, and there's second of all, he will provide, you know, like God will never yeah. leave you alone. He will always provide Yeah. as long as you believe in him, as long as you come with a willing heart and humbly to him. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's some uh, to finish this up. We are we always have the hook, the line, and the stinker, or the sinker. My bad, sinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is the hook, Connor? Yeah, and I'm changing it right now as the video people are the video people are watching. looking at this. Um, but it, when I first started looking over this passage, one thing that really struck me was that. In this story, God very clearly chooses Isaac's family to speak through. And then reading it a few times more, I also understood that it's not Isaac's family alone, Mm -hmm. but it's Isaac's family and also Ishmael's family. So he blesses two different families, and those two different families take it in two different ways, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And they interpret that into different uh, lifestyles, I guess, and cultures. And so... um, it's not that God simply chose Isaac's family over Ishmael's family, but it's that that strength, that um, foundation that we can always count on that God is never going to abandon us. Like you know, that. we have family figures in our lives, sadly and unfortunately, um, for certain families where, um, you know, there is the, you know, there's divorce and sometimes mom leaves or dad leaves the family or without an explanation and you're left in your life kind of trying to figure out well what happened um and so i can't even imagine for for people who have lived through that kind of pain and hurt what what that feels like and how it is to process that in your life but one thing i know that's true is what jerry said earlier is that god promises us that uh, he's never going to leave us or forsake us. He's not going to abandon us. And that's something that we can always believe in, regardless of what our earthly family does. Um, God is never going to abandon us in that way. And he's always going to be there for us. And I think the times where it feels like he's not there, I don't think it's that God isn't there. I think it's that either we're not listening to God or we don't recognize God's voice anymore. And we have to do more uh, consistency in um, fostering our relationship with God and spending more time with God. That's what I think personally. So that's the hook is that God never abandons us. And then the line is that not only does God never abandon us, but he watches over his children. Mm-hmm. And whether we uh, believe in God or not, 
Um, he views all of us as his children. Um, he created every single one of us. Um, and so God views us as part of his family, whether we believe in him or not. Now, that doesn't mean that all of us are necessarily saved yeah. and going to heaven. We have to profess that we believe in Jesus Christ for that to begin to happen. But, um, you know, God views all of us as his children, which is why it hurts him so much to see us doing things that he doesn't want us to be doing. Uh, it pains him so much for us to see, for him to see us doing things that he thinks are wrong. Um, and so the sinker here um, is that is exactly what I just said before, that not only are we, are we children of God, but God gives us the choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually in an adoptive family situation, uh, you know, um, a lot of times the children don't necessarily have a choice of where they go. Uh, and so that can be kind of hard on the children, but in God's sense of adoption, he gives us the choice to follow him. Like he gives that. us a choice to join his family and his, the opportunity for us to join his family is always there waiting for us. Cool. Well, Boom. thank you so much, everybody. Uh, we appreciate that you guys listened to episode 12, the first part of this brand new serious call that I still have no idea what the name of it is. Classic uh, Jerry. The Chosen Family. Uh, guys, we are going to talk to the camera first. Oh. If you guys like this video, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you like this video. Um, we won't Never be thought I'd be on YouTube. You have a couple of videos on YouTube, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, but I don't want to go into that. Sorry, man. Because we are out spoilers. of time. Right yeah. Spoilers. Uh, but we're not going to be doing this every single time. That's why you got to go to our uh, podcast, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, whatever you get your podcast from. That's where you can find us. Now, going back to the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, guys. We appreciate it. Connor, how are you feeling today? You know, I feel great. It's Friday. It's the weekend. Friends, enjoy the weekend. Remember to um, find rest in God. Amen. Spend time with God. Enjoy the loved ones that he has placed in your life around you. Um, give someone a hug. Give someone a high five. Tell them they're special. Um, and yeah, guys, enjoy the weekend and uh, be safe, everybody. Because the Bible's weird. So let's talk about it. <laughs>